This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Remember, we're here live at 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. On the weekends, you can check out the best of Kelly and company right here on AMI-audio. Weeknights, catch us uh, the first repeat of the program at 10 p.m. Eastern. In the morning, with breakfast, you can listen again to the show at 6 a.m. Eastern time. Appreciate whatever time you can give us on the program to take a listen and check in with all the great subjects. I'm Kelly McDonald at the Home Studio London, Ontario. At the Home Studio in Toronto, Ramya Muthen. So... Nice weather, but now we're getting more normal weather at this part of of, uh, Canada. Mm. Uh, So this is like goes back to what we were saying. This is how come I think so many of us stop and don't realize, well, last week was unusually warm. Ah, that's just a fluke. You know, these are some of those things that we have to... (laughs) We're we're seeing record high temperatures and record high lengths of seasons. And I, I can't believe that year after year, some of some of our still default reaction, and I'm in this, I'm putting myself in it as well, is to just be like, oh, yeah, that's strange. Seven years in a row. Mm -mm. And then we just figure, oh, well, that means next year's (laughs) going to be a bear of a year. Oh, my gosh, it'll be so cold in the winter. It'll make up for it. (laughs) Folks, let's get in the know with Margaret Weldon. Life's continuing changes can lead to a lot of questions. Join me, Margaret Weldon, to get your answers, and then you too will be in the know. When we hear about tragic uh, situations, such as a veteran being killed during a mission, or a first responder getting injured or killed in the line of duty, we often focus on the support programs that are available for them. Today, we're going to look at some new support programs that are out there and available for veterans and first responders, as well as their families. Also, really, really important piece. Margaret, welcome back. You want to get into explaining to us first off, we'll start, what is Wounded Warriors Canada? Now, I have to tell you, I I, uh, struggled with this because I was going to do this for my next segment, but I just thought with events um, being as they they were... with the um, police and their families, I thought this might be a great one because yeah. Wounded Warriors um, is a very unique initiative where uh, they have developed programs which are managed uh, by by clinical professionals, um, and they help people deal with their veterans and their families as well as civilian as well as sorry first responders and their families too deal with stressful situations, things that happen on the job and, and how to deal with them and how to relate to other people and, you know, their family members as well. And uh, these are specialized programs because we can only imagine what goes on after a tragedy yeah. has happened, right? We can't really sit there and say we understand because the fact is we really don't understand because it's a whole different thing. So this is kind of like a specialized initiative for uh, first responders and veterans. Yeah, and of course, there is the initial support and then the ongoingness of what needs to be, um, you know, dealt with perhaps for some people for a very, very long time after dealing with, uh, you know, war or first response. It's very important, as you're saying. So besides veterans and first responders, what other family members are qualified to receive assistance or participate in the programs that you're going to mention? The uh, spouses or partners, their children, 
um, even those even those families where uh, you know parents have grown up children who are uh, veterans or first responders, even in laws and you know siblings of veterans and first responders. So pretty much any family member um, can uh, can participate in a program. It's so it's so important, Margaret, and I know it's it's hard for people sometimes for for all of us to even con- contextualize it. I'm using that word again in understanding kind of what w- where people are, where where what they're going through, where they've you know where they've been. Um, for those listeners who are not familiar really with first responder, those that 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 term or veteran, um, can we get you know can we get a little bit of a definition? What is the difference? Sure, that's a, that's a great question. Now, I may I, before I give these definitions, I want to say that um, all of the services are equally as important to communities and and to people out there. So, veterans refer to um, individuals who have been in, say, like the army, marines, uh, military, and they often go to wars or fight peacekeeping missions. Although their roles are changing over time, for example, um, you know they were deployed during the pandemic to hospitals when uh, doctors or nurses were, I guess, running short. Um, they also help with uh, hurricane situations, you know, taking people out of dis- uh, dangerous situations or maybe helping cleaning up after dangerous situations. So things like that. First responders refer to um, professionals like our paramedics, you know, that come in the ambulances to help people or the fire people or police officers or people like that. But both professions are, are like both groups of people are just as important to communities. Mm hmm. And like you said, face just as much um, in those professions that we need to be aware of in order to have these specialized uh, initiatives supported and, you know, opened up and valued. So is Wounded Warriors Canada, do they provide any programming for employers or employees? As a matter of fact, they do. And it's called um, Traumatic Exposure Management. Because what often happens is, and I guess they've documented this over time, that when something happens to, and it's mainly actually, and, and, and I guess this is the the um, thing that I didn't realize, but I guess when something happens to somebody's colleague um, is, is often when a lot of anger or guilt comes out because the colleague gets killed or has, the, has his or her life changed forever while the other person still can go on every day, you know, right. getting up and doing his or her daily routines. And oftentimes a group of people feel that way and they start to express anger at themselves towards each other or, you know, and when the colleague comes back, like the colleague may not have that sort of stress. I mean, it, it, you know, that colleague has obviously gone through different stress and maybe has, has different duties when they come back. Right. So basically this group um, gets people to talk about how they felt about the traumatic um, experience and how they're dealing with it. And it's okay. It's not going to hurt anybody else. And because apparently the the immediate reaction is get the, you know, if I think about this or if I, if I don't put it out of my mind, it's going to be a danger to somebody else. So it's basically talking about it and dealing with it. You always wonder when it comes to talking about stuff, what makes us hesitate, right? Whether it's, being open of how we feel, being honest, because a lot of time being honest and, and speaking it frightens ourselves or embarrasses or ashames ourselves because, well, I'm putting myself first here or this, but this is how what's happened has affected 
you. And, and I think that, that there's a huge component, isn't there, Margaret, that we do have to be at, at least honest with ourselves, but a lot of times saying it, getting it out there, somebody else might say, well, yeah, I feel similar, but here's how I feel how it affects me. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, you can kind of compare, well, what do you do to deal with it? Or what do you do to yeah. kind of get yourself, you know, through something? Because I think no matter what the experience is, whether it's a joyous experience or, you know, a, a, a sad experience, like everybody has different feelings about it. And different ways um, that they're going to manage that and have to manage it or whether right. they are, are outwardly reacting or, or if it goes inward. That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, and then you've got to say, okay, so how do I respond to what I'm feeling? You know, is it okay to have a bad day? Do I ride it through? Or do I just pretend that I'm not having a bad day? Or, you know, yeah. it, it just depends. Yeah. Work gets tough is dealing with children. So what kind of programs are available for children? There are a lot of programs. Um, the children can have one-on-one -on -one counseling if they want, but two um, unique new programs that have come out for children have come out in formats. They're called the uh, Wounded Warriors uh, Children of Canada. And the first one is done on Zoom and it's a six week program and it involves children from eight to 16 years of age where they talk about their, you know, what, what's going on at home because often they have one or both parents who have gone through a traumatic situation and they're feeling traumatic, express, you know, um, stress. And the children need to understand how to relate to them. They need to understand that, listen, if mom or dad are angry today, it's not your fault. You know, um, if mom and dad can't go to a school event or a family event, but, you know, you're going on your own or a sporting right. event that you're it's not your fault. Yeah. So these activities teach children basically how to relate with their parents. And they and the Zoom program um, is, is a six week program. And they're also given booklets to work with and activities and things to do, too. Right. With their families, as well as on their own. Um, and the other program is a camp program where children are taken away for a weekend where they can meet each other after the group is done. And they're specially designed activities that are fun, but also teach them how to deal with emotions and talk about emotions freely and communicate with other kids who are going through the same uh, problems and, and the same things too. Yeah. You learn so much finding or just talking to someone else. And it's just, even if you don't get into the conversation of, well, my dad, this is what's going on. And it upsets me because especially for a child, you don't, you don't know what to say. You don't know. And you don't necessarily want to share things at home. You just want to have fun. You want to play. And even if it's just that moment, a comment or just knowing the, the others have situations of their own, the same we're, we're bonded that way. Even if it's never talked about, it helps. That's right. They, that, that's right. You know, or even the silly things you can laugh at. Yes. You know, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, look, look at all of us, the, the things that we can always laugh at. Now, I mean, it doesn't compare to, to the, to, to the post-traumatic stress, stress, please don't get me wrong there. But even the things that we do as blind people, you know? Well, and I think we, we wonder often when we, how real is, things that people joke about from, you know, whether it's they're involved in a war, been, have done military service, or first responders that have seen some, you know, pretty upsetting stuff. But we always say you have to kind of find that way of uh, leveling and, and that or yeah. you won't be able to do what you do. So what we might overhear might seem like, what the heck? How can you be sitting there calmly eating a donut or doing this and that? But yet we have the same issues of, 
you know, banging, even if it's darn well banging our shin going, you know, going out of a movie theater because someone leaves a seat down. We're so used to bumping. It's part of your life. And again, like you said, Margaret, not trying to compare bumping your shin on a seat versus, you know, versus a post-traumatic stress. But it is what you are used to, what you kind of deal with and everyone has. And there are those different things that that I guess are more equivalent. That's right. That's right. And I think post-traumatic stress is something that, I mean, it's it's becoming more and more familiar every day, sadly, but it's something that I think is is still a fairly new field, you know, just like a mental health um, situation is still a fairly new field as well, right? Mm-hmm. Acknowledgement, I, right? Yeah, right. And yeah. and I think we're, we're all, I mean, I, I listened to Grant in his last segment, you know, talking about the, the doctor and, and the hospital and, and, you know, things that we have to be aware of in hospitals. But this is something we're all learning together, right? It it, it all just kind of comes back in, in one full circle. We're all learning together. And just trying to follow the lead, like That's of, right. of who we believe or perceive is going through an experience. We follow their lead instead of trying to make people feel better or solve things like that. It, it, we just mm-hmm. try to follow the lead, try to understand and be open. Or sometimes it's just knowing when you've had enough. You know, like when you've heard enough about something and, and you, and as you say, Kelly, you've got to get away from it for a while, you know, whether, whether it's, it's listening to something else, whether it's, you know, doing something different for the day, like we all have those days, right. Where you just have a, like, you just like, okay, I can't do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, especially stepping away from something to give yourself some time and to process and also to not feel so overwhelmed that that is the only uh, thing that's around. Margaret, before we let you go, where do we go to learn more about the organization? You can go to info at woundedwarriors.ca. And, uh, and, and the, the uh, website is extremely accessible. Um, they've even got a, a, a examples of activities and different th- things on there. So, you know, yeah. even things that we can use to deal with our own post-traumatic, you know, our own stress and things. So and we, like, it's we worthwhile. And we know definitely for all of us just to learn, just to try to understand um, and, and empathize as much as we can. This is this is really important for all of us. Thanks, Max. That's right. Have a good show, guys. Thank you. Margaret Weldon joins us every other Wednesday for In the Know right here on Kelly and Company. Coming up next, we learn more about Face Equality International, an alliance of worldwide NGOs devoted to ensuring the facial difference community can live freely without indignity or discrimination. We're going to have a very important conversation again, folks, next here on Kelly and Company. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.